You're listening to the Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome to the Exchange Place, the home for healing. A safe, authentic, heartfelt place where conversations are paired with laughter and sometimes tears, leaving you with newfound knowledge to help you navigate, transform, and discover parts of yourself you haven't met yet. Healing, evolution, and restoration for your hearts, souls, and spirit. Giving you mirrors of where you may be and windows of where it's possible to go. This is a personal invitation to take inventory of hidden and buried space. Don't just go through it, grow from it, and most importantly, protect it. Take care of it, and it will take care of you. The pieces are coming together to create a masterpiece. Now, without further ado, here is your host, Deborah Faith. Welcome back to the Exchange Place Podcast, y'all. Hey, y'all. We are back with another Therapy Thursday, and we have my fave, and and, and y'all y'all fave too, because the first episode, I got so much good feedback. I got, I, got, I got phone calls. I got text messages. I got DMs. Like, who is this? I'm like, hey, she, she is so good, but we got Janae, the author, back with us. Hi. In the building. Hey, hey, girl. Thank you for joining us again. Yes, no problem. No I, problem. I love these conversations, so I'm ready. I really enjoy, you know what's so funny is that um, a friend of mine was laughing, like, you really enjoy your show. I was like, I really watch my own show. <laughs> you know, I'd be you, like, you, be like yep, you should. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Like I was in our conversation the first time. So it was good to like go back and even like glean from some of the things that you said. And mm-hmm. um, I got something out of it. It was, it was definitely an exchange being in it, but it was also one after it. So yeah. I'm grateful. That's a good place. Go back and like, <laughs> listen to it. And then like you hear different things and stuff like it's different when you're like actively in the conversation. So good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, everybody loved you. So I hope you get some more clients and just people are rooting like I love this whole new segment. Um, so I thank you for being here again. Today I wanted to I wanted to touch on um something that I don't think we talk about very much, um, but kind of normalizing apologizing to your children as okay. parents. And since I grew up and I know you kind of grew up in this like kids are kind of supposed to be seen and not heard and you're the authority over them or like I always say you know kids are God's gift to us that he allows to help navigate through this thing we call life um but I think when my kids got probably about my oldest son I was just sharing with you will be 21 Mm -hmm. yes 21 y'all um, in a week and a half, which is nuts to me. Um, but I remember there was probably about 
four years ago, three and a half, four years ago, there was a stage in my life where I had to really be honest with my child. Because of course, I grew up in a stage where you, your business is grown people business, their Family business is children business. Yep. Exactly. Business. Y'all have like y'all got no business. Open that door. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I had kept a lot of stuff from him. So I think he was experiencing stuff without, um, and my, my youngest too, because he's 16, but I think my oldest kind of has experienced different versions of me, way more than my, my younger son. Yeah. And um, I think in this place, I had, um, I had just, I had lost my first job ever in life. Um, mm-hmm. I was consulting at the time and um my contract people were like you didn't lose your job my contract got cut so I left my job <laughs> I had no income coming yeah, in right um which was terrifying for me it was the first time that not only had I like I, I lost that contract it just seemed impossible to find I never had a problem finding work it just it was a very very eye-opening place it's actually where I found therapy <laughs> and I say I found therapy and also mm-hmm. thought it out like something has to give because I can't do my normal thing and kind of figure stuff out myself mm-hmm. but in that there was a lot of like my past and that came up um in that in that place where my son started to ask me questions and I had to really go back and kind of reflect on you know I was yeah. 23 or 24 when I had him. I think I was 23 when I actually gave birth to him. But I was a kid, you know what yeah. I mean? And not to excuse that, but there was a lot of stuff that happened during that period of time. And I really had to go back and apologize for certain spaces and places. Like, Ma, you were mean in this place. And what was going on? He had, he had kind of, the, he, was, he was experiencing the emotion mm. in that place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But without an explanation um, of like what was kind of going on in my life, and I had to really go back and apologize for a lot of things that, a lot of behaviors that I had back then. A lot, ooh, I had a temper, y'all. I always say this, and people are like, I have no idea when you had a temper, but I think the <laughs> word, like the key word in what you just said, was explanation. You know, like. Mm times or at least I feel like like I feel like when you know I was a kid and it came time for a grown-up to like apologize to me you know it would be like a backhanded apology it would be like you know well, I'm sorry you feel that way and I'm sorry you know you had to you know experience these things you know but this is why I had to do it but still mm. it, was, it was still very much like a backhanded you know apology but you know with the explanation piece missing and I think now, you know, just the way, just the world is now and kids are so more communicative because, you know, I think we are just more open to like kind of fostering, you know, that conversation that the explanation mm-hmm. is needed, you know, like it it's so needed. Like I was actually telling one of my other therapy clients the other day, you know, she was saying she was in a space of, you know, I ain't got to explain myself to nobody and I ain't got to say this and I ain't got to say that. And I'm like, you know, mm, yeah, like that's what social media says. You know, that's what society says. You know, I ain't explaining myself to nobody. But if we truly did just take maybe like a second and, you know, explain ourselves and kind of, you know, explain our thought process and why, you know, we chose to do what we did. Right. So many things could be calmed. 
like just just a little bit right and even more so yeah with our little ones like we need to be able to like explain like why this is happening to make it make sense in their little minds because they're going to keep asking anyway yeah I I know growing up for me my answer to everything was because I said so Mm -hmm. and that was like you know like oh because I said so it's like okay and again we talked about this I think on the first show that I was just I was I was curious. I'm still curious as an adult. Like I'm like, why, why, I, girl, I got so many stories that I won't. Even, I won't even right here. Like I was just a curious kid. Like I would look yeah. at things. I'm, I'm gonna share something that's so funny. As a, as a child, I remember trying to figure out and do not laugh at me how perfume got in the perfume bottle. My mom had a whole thing of her whole dresser was perfume right Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. used to freak me out like how did they get that in the bottle like I just was a curious kid I won't tell you what I did I got a beating about (laughs) but I just yeah I I figured out how to get the perfume out is all I'll say and then I couldn't get it back in so but I was was a curious kid and I'm still a curious person that has benefited me though um, asking questions, but my answers to most of my questions back then was pretty much like, because I said so. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, like, why are we doing this though? And that is so unhelpful. Yep, that is so unhelpful because even in your young mind, you're like, that don't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that literally Not makes at no all. sense. That makes no sense. With anything. Yeah. And I think what I've learned, even um, I think me and my dad went through this process, God rest his soul, but um, prior to him dying, um, where I had the opportunity, I always say that the the last 18 months of my dad's life were the best days for me because I really had the opportunity to get him, get to know him as a person and not necessarily a parent. And though he was my parent, but just, I got understood standing mm. and explanation of who and why he was the way that he was now yeah. that didn't excuse some of the behaviors that he had when I was younger it didn't excuse um some of the things that I felt as a child but it did give me I think for me it gave me a level of um the ability to give him more grace in those spaces yeah. because I truly had understanding of like, wow, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I endured what you endured, how I would be either, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, yeah. So I, I, I just, I want to talk about that in the sense of like, do you think that parents, I know we're kind of in this, this stage too, where they, they, what do they call it? Soft parenting, where people are doing the soft parenting I'm, thing. I'm, I'm and, definitely, yeah, I'm definitely a gentle parent. I, I really am. Like, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm in that space. Okay. She be jumping me. <laughs> <laughs> so what does, what does, what does that even, cause I, I definitely can say, I think I'm a gentle er parent now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say that. But I, I, I don't want to go too far because my kids like might her. I like the her. I'm a gentle her um, oh. parent now. Um, I know that I was not that. I was 100%. Um, I'm a, I've been a single parent for most of their lives. I uh, have always felt like I wanted to instill their boys, right? And I just, 
I and I know I also treated my older son harder. I don't want to say harder, but I think I was harder on him in a lot of cases um, because in my head, and I've told him this too, because um, he said something to me like he always thought that I liked my younger son more. And, yeah. you know, that's hard for a parent to hear because I don't, you know, they're two different people, first and foremost, just two different children. And I, I know most people say I love them the same, but I love them differently. I do because I mean, they, they require different things. What they, they need so yeah, and not the same. Parent. Yep. Yep. I'm a I'm a different parent to like one is they're just different. Also, my younger son was a preemie. He was two pounds when he was born. He needed a different level of care just as a as a younger child in and out of the hospital and breathing issues. It was just different. Um, right, right. But I know I remember him saying like, well, I you know he kind of thought that I loved uh, my younger son more, and I'm like, no, that's you know that's not it. But in my mind. The explanation for me was, if I can get him straight, Jaden will follow him. Does that make sense? And it probably doesn't make sense to people, but I'm like, if I have him on the straight track, you know, men, you know, not even men, but younger siblings look up to their older siblings. So nine out of 10 chances, he will follow him. So I'm like, if I can get you good. (laughs) And and, and and that Sense. That makes sense, you know, especially, you know, with him being the oldest and, you know, mm-hmm. him kind of like uh, setting the mold for like the younger ones, because I even remember, yeah. like, um, even just a few years ago, like having conversations with my dad, you know, like I'm the oldest of and there's, you know, four other girls um, behind me and he would always mm-hmm. come to me. And he'd be like, you know, I'm telling you first and I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, what are you telling me? Like, you got all these kids. What are you telling me for? And he's like, I'm telling you because you're the oldest. The rest of them will listen. And like, it's such like, you know, such a a thing, you know, a big thing to put on the oldest when like, yeah, some things they might listen, but also they're their own people. So they require different parenting too, you know? Yeah. coming to me is helpful because I'm the oldest yes but at the same time like they they gonna be who they be and do what they do right but like you said that's where that explanation piece comes into it yeah and I I think I think you said something profound in that and I think that's one thing that I didn't necessarily realize or even take into account was they were very, I knew, I was, I was aware that they were very different people, but that was kind of probably the same as your dad. Like that was my thought process. Like if DJ straight, Jaden is going to follow. He looks up to his brother. He's just going to, you know, kind of get in line. But I don't think in that place, I was necessarily looking at them as two separate people. Like, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing that I had to apologize because I do know and I, I think, first of all, parenting does not come with a guide. <laughs> there is no guide to parenting. Um, it is probably one of the only things, I always say this, that is so weird to me. It's like the only thing that you don't need any type of qualifications to do. Like yeah. you got to go to school. You got, you know, you got to get certified or get a diploma. Yeah, we need letters of recommendation. Something. Like yeah. we need a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, by having children, you can just go and kind of have them, and you there's no manual, and you're raising when people who have multiple children, you're raising different individuals. Like you said, they have different personalities, different different temperaments. What works for one may not work for another. And the first child, I felt. Not I feel bad for first children, but I am going to 
I think they they put up with a lot because I do think, and I can laugh about this now. I do think parents are experimenting and trying to figure out what works. Like, they're, they're the guinea pigs. They are the the first kid is usually like the guinea pig one. Yeah, like we're we're the hardest on that one. We expect the most, you know. Um, even sports, like we put them in all the sports, we do all the things, and and just kind of expect this level out of them. And then the second one comes, and it's kind of like just just please go to sleep, please eat, you know, please be a good person, you know. <laughs> just just follow just follow your older brother, older sister, you know. <laughs> I know, I know, and I, I even for 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 younger children, because again, I, I say normalize apologizing to your children, because I also had to go back and apologize to my younger son because I think in my thought process of like follow DJ, he kind of felt the same way, like he kind of got lost in, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, what about me? Clear of like just the focus is on me, and I, I thought about that again in the sense of like most of his pictures have his brother in them (laughs) you know what I mean DJ has a lot more it was just him so it was a lot more focused just on him opposed to Jaden not really having that and like you said you do kind of like all the pictures and stuff that I did with Mm -hmm. DJ I'm like he don't need that (laughs) you know what I mean that's not as important or whatever but it does it does show up and I have to have some, I think what I would call me, me and the boys have what I call check-ins. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to initially have kind of like some hard conversations and really sit them down and give them explanations of, there was one thing that DJ said to me, I don't think I'll ever forget. He's like, Ma, you just used to be so angry. Mm-hmm. Like, so angry. And I felt so like what that is to hear, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, from your child. And I know that, you know what I'm saying? He was, he probably got more of my anger than anyone else. And there was, of course, we won't get into why, but he was right there there through it all. He he was the closest to that. So now I think back of just like probably how snappy I was and he's just trying to be a kid. Um, How hard it is to just be a single parent in general um a young one financially what that looked like and just the stress and the weight of the world on my shoulders and not that that made it right mm-hmm. and I don't even real I, for me I don't even think I was thinking like I know that I wasn't thinking about oh you're mean like <laughs> you were literally just existing you know what I mean like you yeah. were just just trying to make it day by Child. day you know, trials and tribulations, figuring out this, this parenthood thing. And then like, I think about the things that like, you know, we do in our twenties, the, the types of things that, you know, 20 year olds do. Right. And then you attach a yeah. child to that. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like, I did some stuff, right. I done been through some situations and I'm also a parent dealing with yeah. that too. So yeah. it's like, you know, some, some apology or, you know, explanation type of conversations, you know, probably need to be had, I think, to even, you know, start the healing process, you know, but you have, you have older kids, you know, your, your kids are older. Like my baby is six today. Shout out to my baby. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, she's six today. And, um, and our conversations and our, well, my explanations are a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. 
because actually even even just a couple of days ago, like we were sitting in the car and we were having a conversation and um, she hates sports. You know, she doesn't want to do any type of sports. Like we tried soccer and, you know, she hated that. And um, I'm, I said, you know, well, Zoe, what do you want to do? Like we already do dance class and, you know, we can stick with dance. But like, do you want to do anything else? Do you want to do like basketball? And she was like, I can't do basketball. Girls don't do basketball. And I was like, no, they do do basketball. And she says, well, I've mm-hmm. never seen one. And I was like, mm. so I said, you know what, Zoe, mommy, sorry, that's mommy's fault because girls do play basketball, but I have to show you that. So in my mind, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, like she's never, she doesn't want to play basketball because she's never seen a girl play basketball. That's not a Zoe problem. Aww. That's a mommy problem. You know? I but love I, I that. Said that to where I was like, you know, mommy has to show you girls playing basketball. I'm sorry. I've never done that. And of course she was like, oh, whatever, you know, but to me, I'm like, all right, now it's another thing, you know, I got a <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that. I, first of all, I love and commend you for having those conversations at six. And again, if I had to do it all over where I am now, I probably would be having those types of conversations, but I don't think, and I, I would love to hear back from the listeners too, like, I know for me, I don't feel like I talked to my, back then, I don't know that I talked to my children a lot. I mean, I talked to them, but I feel like I talked at them more than talked to them back then. Um, And especially where I was, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I feel like I talked to them more now, like kind of how are you, where are you, what are you feeling like those types of, those types of conversations or even like, Hey, what do you want to do in this space and place? I don't think, you know, my boys have been, they're both basketball players and they've been in tons of sports to even find basketball. But I don't think I was asking those questions. I actually put DJ in football. He didn't want to be there. (laughs) I put him in stuff where I'm just like, yeah, you're going to do it. We'll see if you kind of... Do you think at the time you even knew to ask those questions? Like you even knew that that was a thing? I think back then, if I'm honest, um, I was parenting how I was parented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was doing, well, like most of us do, right? We feel like um, we grew up this way. That's how we're going to raise our kids. Like, that. <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah. Like, And I felt like I never, you know, I, I grew up in a very tough time. We didn't have extracurricular activities. I think the only thing I did as a kid, I think I was a Girl Scout for a little while. You went mm-hmm. outside to play. Like, we, we didn't have, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it existed, but, you know, my, my mom and dad weren't paying for um, sports or there was no AAU team traveling. I've never done, da- first of all, I'm not a girly girl. I would never mm-hmm. been, I was a tomboy. I probably would have never did dance or anything or ballet mm-hmm. or nothing like that anyway. I wasn't, I wasn't that little girl quite. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that was ever offered to me. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think back then, honestly, I felt like, hey, you're getting what I didn't have mm-hmm. in that sense. And I don't think it was a lot of room. I think as they got older, I would be like, oh, Jaden cooks. Um, so I started to put him in. So like, you know, over the summer, he would do cooking classes and that kind of stuff. So I was trying to kind of cultivate the things that I saw. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that I was asking those questions. I don't know that I knew to. And I, like I said, yeah. I think I was really parenting how I was parented, not yeah. necessarily trying to break generational stuff that I know 
didn't even make me feel good. Like I didn't feel good being kind of told like, hey, this is this is what you're doing. Be there. Don't 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 talk. Just listen and do what I do as I say, not as I do type thing. Um, I didn't like that, but I don't know that I was self-aware enough back then to even be able to identify that. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's such a beautiful space that we're in right now, you know, to actually recognize that like, hey, when I first had my child, you know, I didn't know about breaking generational curses. I wasn't thinking those things or having those conversations. You know, I wasn't thinking of gentle parenting. You know, I know that's the buzzword lately now anyway. And like, these are things that like, we weren't even aware of, or even, you know, thinking of at that time. So now to like be doing it and implementing it, and implementing it well, right? Because we're not just doing it. We we doing this shit well. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, the fact that, like, your kids can, like, you know, take in what you're saying and feel, you know, honest with you and feel close enough with you to, like, have that open dialogue. You know what I mean? Like, these are spaces that, like, we've built, you know? And and I think Absolutely. that's just so special. I think that's so special. I, I agree with you. I the one thing that I say now is that I love that we went I went through that hard place of like explanations and and just having those conversations because I feel like where I am with the boys now, like I really I've always loved my kids, but I love them in a in a different way and space because I feel like there is such like I love to have Jaden come home and tell me what was what happened in school about his friends and to hear also, like his level of self-awareness, his mm-hmm. level of like how he's processing things and looking at things. And it is so, it makes me proud beyond yeah. proud to be like, wow, I'm raising human beings who will literally change the dynamic because they're going to know and have all these tools when they do have children. And don't make me no grandmother, no time soon. But, <laughs> yeah. I just want to be clear, but um, that they, seriously, that they will have all of these tools. Like I think about even listening to you where you're saying your daughter, like Zoe's six, like I'm thinking, wow, if I was here and had like a younger child, what, what level will they be at 21? And like, my boys are really, sometimes it's a little scary how, how Mm -hmm. self-aware they are, how they process certain things how even like they select friends like I just be like you I'm like yeah. okay yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I love it yeah. I love it and it's possible right yeah. is and and they're not I want I want to clear this up and I, I want to ask you I guess what is the definition of gentle parenting and I and and I'm asking you this because I know initially when I heard it I was like now, are these little kids going to be disrespecting and kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, what is what is gentle parenting? Can we clarify like what that is? What is what's the definition so, of it? I, I think everybody has their own definition. Um, so mm-hmm. I can't really cla- I don't I don't want to clarify. Okay. I'll put it okay. because the definition of gentle parenting is different because <laughs> even with my own mom, you know, like you said, you know, is it going to be disrespectful kids? Well, people find different things disrespectful, 
You know, like mm-hmm. if, um, for like example, my child, if she don't, you know, do something the first time my mom asks, she's like, oh, oh, you ain't moving. You, you ain't getting up. Right. And I'm like, mom, give her a second. Like she's going to get up, you know? So like different things are disre- disrespectful to different people. So for me, you know, gentle parenting truly is about that conversation. It's about making sure that she feels, you know, close enough to me. And also I've built that space for her to just kind of say what's on her mind, say what she's feeling, say what she's thinking, but also knowing that like, as she gets older, you know, her own value systems and her belief systems are, you know, kind of being shaped by, you know, the people that she's spending time with at school and like all these other, you know, different factors. So I want to be involved in that in every aspect. So there's never a time where I want her to be like, you know, you need to do X, Y, and Z this way. Why? Because I said so, you know, that literally makes no sense. Right? None at all. None at all. You said, like, I want her to come on and be like, mom, this happened and that happened. And then I'm be like, so what'd you do? Well, what do you think? I'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, so where were you in this? Like, yep, we did a whole therapist. Like, you want a whole session, right? But they, they engage, right? They're talkative. Yeah. They're open. And to me, that is my version of gentle parenting. Because when she gets yeah. older, And she starts hitting, you know, those adolescent teenage years where, you know, she can't put her words together as good and can't really, you know, understand what's going on in her mind or what's happening to her body as a girl. And, you know, all these different things. I want her to be able to be like, mom, like, what's what's going on? Or, you know, just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's important. That's my idea of gentle parenting. Yeah, I love that space. I I would love to know for people, and again, this is not necessarily for you, but I would love to know, I guess, when couples get together before they have children, are they having these conversations of how they're going to raise their children? Like, I think that would be such an amazing place and space. And I think it's, of course, not normally, again, conversations that we have it's almost like kind of like marriage and I need to do some stuff on love but um I I think people you know get married and I'll use this kind of like as an analogy but I think a lot of people put a lot of work into from the ring to the wedding and they never really discuss what they what they want their marriage to look like mm-hmm. like what yeah. is what is it you know because like you said kind of like gentle parenting it's almost like okay, we're both saying the same thing, but what does that mean to you, right? So I love that you said like, hey, I can't say it overall, but this is what it means to me. But I wonder if people, and I wonder how far along we could get if people started having those conversations before they had children. Like, hey, okay. Know that, yeah, like, oh, like, are people having these conversations? And then also with other people, like, we, you should do some poll, a, a poll or something. I don't know, but like, what are what are people's different versions or like their ideas of gentle parenting? Because I'm telling you, everybody's is different. Everybody's, yeah. is, and it's so interesting. Yeah, when I when I first heard gentle parenting, if I'm honest, I thought about I used to work when I was um, probably about 15, 16. I used to work at the store. And I remember there was, um, the store is, um, a, we ain't given no free advertisement, but it's a store that people come to, to, uh, to actually, <laughs> when, when their children go to college or whatever. And there was a young lady, I will never forget this. And I think that I was probably like 15, 16 years old. Um, 
and I was a cashier at the time. It's the only retail job I've ever had. And the the mom came and they were shopping for her college stuff. So she must have been, what, 17, 18 years old. And the mom is like kind of unloading the cart and the girl is just kind of like, and didn't pick, and I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm ringing up, but I'm like also watching and the mom says to her, like, you're not going to help. And she's like, I'm not doing that. And I was just like, everything in me, because my mom probably would have reached across. And she kind of just laughed it off. And she said to me, like, oh, you guys at this age are so funny. I'm thinking, girl, I would never say that to my mom. So like when, when people would say, gentle parenting to me I always initially I was thinking like you know the kid that's in the the cart (laughs) that's wilding out and the mom is like please don't do that this is not the time this is and I'm like I'm like if you don't (laughs) like Mm -hmm. nope so I I had to kind of, I was like, but I I do understand it. And again, I know everybody has a different definition. I do understand it because I do wish, not even wish, because my kids wouldn't have the character that they had now, because they'd had a little bit of both. They'd be like, mommy a a little crazy, but (laughs) they tell me all the time, my, you came such a long way, because I, zero to 100 real quick. (laughs) <laughs> real quick i think that is so like beautiful that they see that in you and they're able to yeah. say like mom you used to be wilding you know what i mean like you used to do whatever say whatever right and then now they see the evolved you yeah. you know yeah. and that's a conversation too like like son this is me <laughs> this is me on my healing journey you know what i mean Look, like that's so beautiful yeah i i think it is like i am there are moments that i not quite yeah I cry I cry I didn't even hold you that I just because I think about how in certain situations I probably would have reacted then and like my reaction now and I'm just like oof, mm-hmm. girl you came a long when I say a long way a long way but I think it's 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 a testament um and my dad's life has always been that for me it's like it's a testament that people can change if you want to and you do the work and that change not only has impacted my life, yeah. it it has really impacted my boy's life. And I love that for them. I love it for me. I love the relationship wholeheartedly that I have with them now. And it is literally priceless. Like it is one of those things that I'm just like, I am grateful to be able to sit around the table with them. And not that we are, you know how people are like, we are friends. But it is, it is with the utmost respect. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? It's like we can have conversations that mean you can have. I literally could talk to them just like I'm talking to you, and I don't dumb myself down to explain it on their level, so to speak, because they get it. It's just, it's a great place. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to stories that you will have with your daughter because you started so early. You know what I mean? In her life, can you imagine? the woman that you are raising, Mm. like the way that she will navigate, like even what you said earlier, like, oh, when stuff start happening and people start influencing, I'll tell you now, and I'm about to cry (laughs) because every time you, I think it's due, but it is, it is so beautiful for me to, my, my youngest is 16, right? 
and he'll come home and tell me about, you know, something that's happening in there. And just to listen to him and how he's processing what's going on. Like, I'm not worried about him necessarily falling into the things that you're even thinking of because he has this level of emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and like relational intelligence of how he manages people and even sees people so if you are doing that with zoe now girl bye she's gonna be like ma they they have no self-awareness she's gonna (laughs) trust me trust me it's it's funny because they do they do like like little yoga poses and stuff in school like during you know they're like quiet time and stuff and she'll come home and she'll be like i'm going to my room i need to have a mindful moment and i'll I'll be like okay okay all right you know shut me up okay and and but she says it quite often and and i just you know i'm glad also that she's in a school environment that is also like fostering that you know emotional intelligence as well yeah I love it. Jaden called me. So Jaden didn't go to school today because he needed a mental health day. <laughs> but I love, he's like, mommy, is it okay? Yes, it's fine. Yep. But I love that space for them. Like there were days that it wasn't about, and both both of the boys are extremely great in school and, you know, diligent. And most of the time I'd be like, you can take a mental health day. He's like, I got a test. I want to do this. With my, and, like, that, and that's your gentle parenting. That mental health day is gentle parenting, right? Because like when yeah. we kids or even when our parents were kids, right? First of all, there was no notion of a mental health day. And second of all is, oh, you ain't sick. Get about that bed. You going to <laughs> Right. You're going to school. Yep, yep. And what did that do? Like that fostered an environment where you worked through your pain. You worked through Ooh. your mental health, right? You worked through all of your issues, but they're always there. They never went away. Now you've just like taught yourself to just like, I can't take care of myself or take any time off when I need it. I can't rest. I got to work through it. Mm. You know? That is so good. That, that is so good. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing at all. Like, I cannot wait to see the next generation and what they bring forth. It, like, it literally gives me, it brings tears to my eyes and literally gives me a different level of joy because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they are really going to navigate spaces and places. Somebody asked me recently about my my oldest son who will be 21. Like, oh, does he have a girlfriend and all that? And it's just even hilarious to talk to him about dating. Like he'll meet somebody nice. One of the girls that he met, nice girl. I was like, what do you think about her? So he's like, yeah, I really think she has, you know, daddy issues. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> and of course I'm listening, right? But in the back of, back of my head, I'm like, uh, and this is, again, he'll be 21. This is probably when he was like 19, mm-hmm. maybe 20. I'm thinking at that age, I was just thinking who was cute, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who was fun in the back of my head. I'm like, we, we probably have cute kids. Like, mm-hmm. yep. there was no level of depth or substance very like how I was just, oh, whatever I'm dating. Fairy tale, mm-hmm. like fairy tale of like, you're going to meet this person. They're going to swoop in. And, and I'm like, I don't think I was... A, I wasn't equipped, but just like loving myself enough to know that, hey, I have time to figure that out. It's okay to like date people and figure out if this works. I don't know. Back then, for me at least, it's always everything felt so 
rushed. You were you you were in junior high. You can't wait to get to high school. You're in high school. You can't wait to get to college. Yeah. You're in college. You can't wait to get out of school so you could work and get it apart. Like everything was kind of this like rushed thing. Whereas I do feel like the kids, whether it's being able to take off a day for mental health, whether it is taking a moment to you know have a mindful moment, whether it you know what I mean, they have this space. Yeah. that they know that they have, that they are taking full advantage of where they're enjoying, I feel like, just being a lot more yeah. than we are. We did. I, I'll say I did. I, I don't know how your childhood was, yeah. but I, yeah, they're, they, and they're, they're taking authority in it, mm-hmm. I think is the best thing yeah. to say. And I love to see it. And I it, really do. It, it, it's like, you know, again, as we evolve, they evolve, you know, as we learn more and as we implement the different things, the gentle parenting and the, you know, explaining to our kids, they change. So it's like, we're literally changing each other generation to generation, you know, like, can you imagine what, you know, way down the, down the line, but like what your grandkids and, and your kids, kids, right. Are going to be like, just based on the work that you put in to change yourself and put it yeah. in the boys and they mm. put it in the change that right yeah that that's the part I just got to because yeah. that's the part that I'm literally when I'm doing my work and the more work that I do on myself that's literally who I'm thinking about like I'm not just thinking though I though I of course I'm enjoying don't get me wrong because I got I got so much I'm so enjoying me but a lot of the times I'm like, what I'm doing is for people I may never get to meet. Mm-hmm. And I have, I literally have no idea how these small changes and this work that I'm doing today is going to impact yep. the generation after the generation after the generation that they're going to be yeah. like, Yep. As you think about it too, it's like, that's literally what our ancestors did for us. Yeah. Right. Like they were making changes and, and fighting and, and, you know, soul searching and doing different things, knowing, right. Or maybe not knowing, but, you know, knowing that yeah. going to benefit someone I'll probably never meet, but um, never meet. That's the point. You know? I love it. I love it. What would you, I guess, what, what, what should we say to someone who has not got to gentle parenting, who wants to do the work? Because I know we talk about, like, I'm in a stage of, like, I'm full flesh in the work. You are doing the work and helping other people through their work. But, like, for people who they have the desire to start, you know what I mean, their journey, a desire to gentle parent in whatever way that looks like for them, what do you think would be the first step to doing that? Like, where where would people start? I think people should start with just kind of examining just their own idea of parenting in general and like what that looks like for them, what that feels like, because a lot of dismantling might need to take place in that process, you know, of like the way you were raised, right. And the way, you know, or, or you think, you know, society says that, you know, you should be parenting, especially black parents too, you know, like we are very much, you know, you know, seen and not heard and, you know, still on the, you know, we're not doing therapy and we go to church and 
you know, there's a lot of dismantling that I think needs to happen yeah. when it comes to black parenting in general. So like, yeah. I think that's a good starting place for us, you know, but also knowing that again, what works for me might not work for you. What works for you might not work for the next parent. So like, as we are kind of dismantling, you know, our idea or image of parenthood, we're rebuilding it in ways that serve our bodies and serve our life mm. and serve our mental health, you know? Because a lot yeah. of people are running around trying to be everything, do everything, and, and thinking, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is how I was raised. This is how my parents did it, you know, when like that literally goes against like your body and your own em- emotional health and mental health, you know? So, like, yeah. sort of gentle parenting, make it your own, you know, do, do it your way in ways that feel safe and feel, you know, okay for, for you, you know? Yeah. I love that. I really do. I, I do think the one thing that I will add, I think as people are parenting, and I know it's not always a two-parent household, I happen to not have one. <laughs> so, but I do think for those who do have a two-parent household, maybe that is something before you guys completely, or even while you're pregnant, that you start to, you start to, you know, say, how are we going to parent this child? Because two people who grew up very differently yeah, everybody's saying the same thing, but they may not mean the same thing. So as they go into gentle parenting or what does parenting look like for you, I think that would be a great conversation. So both people are on the same page when the when the baby comes. <laughs> this is what we you know, what we're doing. Absolutely. Like I had um one of my therapy clients was telling me just again, just a random story about how her and her husband, they had just recently got married and, you know, they had already had kids and were already, you know, together for a while. But um mm-hmm. at the beginning of the school year, she went and bought their daughter a new book bag. And he was like, well, would you buy a new book bag for? And she was like, because it's a new school year. And he was like, oh, I've never gotten a new book bag. You know, I always just kind of use the same one that I always had. Like, you know, that's a waste of money. You don't need to do that. And she was like, kind of, of course, like flabbergasted, like, you know, who keeps the same book bag? Like every year you get a new one. And I'm like, see, those are like those little things, right? That like, we need to be discussing beforehand or, you know what I mean? Just kind of like making yeah. sense of, you know, discussion because yeah, that that's parenting, right? And that's his that's birthday, parenting. parenting that says you don't need a new book bag every year. Like that's a waste of money. And hers is saying, no, we're getting a new one. It's a new year, right? Yeah, I I wish we I think just as people in all relationships, and I don't I don't think it's it, it's a it's just um in uh, marriages or even friendships. Like I I don't think we have some crucial conversations that we are supposed to, and mm-hmm. I think we kind of we only we only have it when stuff stuff like that happens, mm-hmm. and then it's like what you mean like what. <laughs> but it's like we don't I don't think we ask the right questions and I I, I want to challenge the listeners um in parenting and all and in all relationships honestly to start thinking about things that are really what I what I always call core values mm-hmm. in, whether it's in your friendships or you know romantic relationships and some of that overflows or even parenting to start really write, it's okay to write that down. I'm a journaler, so, but to start write, writing that down, even for single people, like, we don't have those conversations, and it's scary to me, like, to go into, especially, like, life 
type of commitments when you start talking marriages and that kind of thing and people don't have those upfront conversations and then of course then they're coming to you and saying my marriage isn't working or something is but it's like hey did y'all ever talk about this like y'all never right yeah and it's like and and it's no it's no pun intended for the people that are already married because I do think you still can go back and have those conversations absolutely yeah but I I think those are really crucial conversations that can help both of you either come to some mid ground or just have understanding of people's upbringing. Sometimes we, we don't get to see people's upbringing until we already in something. You'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, some crazy stuff. You're like, wait a minute. Um, yep. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's, that's what my family did. That's and it's no right. Yep. Yeah. It's like, how that's, like and, and my thing is always like, who raised you? <laughs> who raised you? And I'm sure people have said that to me of like, who raised you? And different is not a bad thing, but there is a middle ground. There is, you know, compromise in that or just understanding. I think it starts really with having understanding like, oh, I get it. Because probably for him, and I don't know, I'm, I'm making this up, but his mom could have been a single mom and not had the money to afford that, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. it, it might have not even been that she didn't want to give him that, mm-hmm. but she didn't have it to give him that. Yeah. And it's like, but in his brain, it's like, you don't need that. My mother just told me, you good, you good for another yeah. year without the ex look, without the explanation of why. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I do. Can you can you leave us? I guess with um, as we get ready to to close out, can you leave us with some wisdom or tips you think for um, people who are gentle parenting or want to gentle parent? Um, and I know you dropped some earlier, so I think some of them will probably be repeated. But um, for for yeah. those, yeah, for those gent- already gentle parenting, you know, keep keep up the good fight. You know, it's um, it's phenomenal work. I think that we're already doing. Um, so just you know, keep it up and and make sure that we are continuing to foster that environment where we are explaining ourselves. You know, and and we are. If you need to take a breath and. Let me, all right, let me go into this conversation. Let me explain myself, even though I don't feel like I want to, but, you know, again, bring yourself back to when you were a kid and nobody explained something to you, you know what I mean? And that didn't sit right with you. You still had questions. So, you know what? They still have them too. So, so let's, you know, bridge that gap, you know? And then, um, yeah, for those looking to gentle parent, like I said, you know, just kind of, um, well, if you're not in therapy, therapy is lit, first of all. So it is. It's lit therapy. over here, y'all. Yes, we have conversations like this all of the time. It's really great. Um, But like I said, you know, continue to dismantle those things that like you were raised with, you know, because that might have been you being raised out of survival, you know, and we're not being raised out of, or at least we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be raising our kids on those same survival, you know, mentality and tactics that, you know, we use when, when we were kids or, you know, when we were under someone else's care, you know, so these are not things that we're bringing into the next generation. So we have to be so conscious of that. So very conscious of that. So it's something that I think, you know, is just embedded in us in every single day. Like every day I wake up, right? And the decisions that I make today are going to affect my grandkids, their kids, somebody down my family line. And I can't wait to see that, you know? Yeah. 
I um I want to read this because that what you just said just reminded me. Let me see if I can find it really quick. There is something that I heard this weekend. Um, it says every decision is pregnant with the potential to produce a season. Ooh, bars. Okay. Uh, that was my day. My bars. That's my past the bars, okay. but. I love that. And I, yeah, I put it in my journal and in my notes because I was just like, wow, Mm -hmm. like it is, it is a decision. It really is. And that decision that we are making or have made for those who have already made that is literally is pregnant with the potential to produce a season Mm -hmm. and not only for us, but for generations and I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to leave it there. I I am going to leave it there. I think that's, that's something to think about yep. um, for everybody to think about. I've been I've been resting on that since Sunday. <laughs> but I I thank you for coming through as usual. These conversations literally, if they ain't doing nothing for anybody else, which I know they are, but they are blessing me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let this, me tell this, you. This is like group therapy. I like it. I like this it. This is literally like group therapy for real. But y'all gotta go get real therapy if you wanna reach out to Janae. All of her information will always be in uh, the description so reach out to her um in a little while i'm about to hire her i'm just (laughs) (laughs) and congratulations on your book um being an audiobook oh thank you yes 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 yep we just finished it turned it into an audiobook so um, i'm so excited about that and just to kind of see you know if that's going to be a whole new audience or or what so so we'll see we'll see i love it it, it it makes me come over a little bit more only because though I read a lot, I do a lot of audiobooks because my philosophy is like my classroom is my car mm-hmm. most of the time I'm in there. And even in the mornings, there's just times that I can't sit and read necessarily, but I can listen. So I think you are going to get a whole nother level. I'm in the middle of also reading the other book, which I can't remember the name off the top. I'm reading three books at the same time. Don't judge me y'all. <laughs> I'm at look. I want to grow. I want to grow, but That's right. Um, yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm always, I'm always reading, but I congratulations on the amazing stuff yeah. that you are doing. And I know that there is so much more ahead. So until the next time the next you come time. in grace, look, grace our space with all that wisdom. <laughs> um, we love having you, um, but we will see y'all next therapy Thursday, which is probably like two weeks from now, but we'll see y'all then later. Bye. That brings us to the end of our time together for now. I pray that you are leaving the exchange as a lighthouse to not only your last name, but to the world. Example of the possibility to cross over. Healing, evolution, and restoration. If you enjoy our show, please follow, subscribe, and share. Till we meet again, keep healing one piece at a time.